0: and welcome to episode two of George's Random Astronomical Object. In every episode of this podcast, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates using the Simbad Astronomical Database. After that, I spend a few minutes talking about the object found at that random location, and also discuss what makes that object scientifically important. So now, I will run the random number generator. for this episode the random number generator has returned the coordinates of 10 hours 24 minutes 36.8 seconds right ascension and negative 19 degrees 5 minutes 33 seconds declination. This points to a binary star system called HS Hydrae in the constellation Hydra. Now at first Binary star systems may sound really exciting, and some people may think of the planet Tatooine and the Star Wars series, which had two suns. However, binary star systems are actually more common than they seem to be in science fiction, which sounds strange because you would think that science fiction authors would want to make things more exciting by showing more binary star systems. But in any case... Binary star systems are all over the place. And in fact, the Alpha Centauri system, which is the closest star system to Earth, is a triple star system. So unless the binary stars are particularly close to Earth or have some other type of peculiar properties, they generally are not worth talking about. However, since I am talking about this binary star system, it has to be interesting for some reason. Now, HS Hydrae is a case where the orbits of these stars are arranged in such a way that, as seen from Earth, they eclipse each other. This causes the brightness of the binary star system to change over time. Situations like this are very useful generally, as the orientation of these stars in their orbits around each other is known instantaneously. This, along with distance measurements to the stars, and measurements of the velocities of these stars in their orbits around each other, as determined from Doppler shifting, can be used to accurately measure the masses of the stars themselves. However, many binary stars are, in fact, eclipsing binary systems, and this is even a method for identifying exoplanets these days. So the fact that HS Hydrae is yet another eclipsing binary system just doesn't seem all that interesting. Now, HS Hydrae has a relatively short orbital period of 1.56 days, which makes it sound like these stars are really close to each other and orbiting each other very fast. But since we know it is possible to find binary stars with orbital periods as short as just a few hours, the orbital period of H.S. Hydrae just doesn't seem very interesting. So, what makes H.S. Hydrae so interesting? What makes it so interesting that I can devote an entire episode of a podcast to it? Well, it seems like the axis of the orbits of the two stars and H.S. Hydrae is processing. Normally, the axis of a rotating object in space, or the axis of two objects orbiting each other in space, will always point in one direction because of a phenomena called angular momentum. However, external forces can cause the axis of rotation of a single object, or the axis of the orbit of two objects, to move, which is called precession. So, for example, the Earth's axis of rotation is processing in a way that the position of the North Celestial Pole loops through a circular path in the sky once every 26,000 years. Right now, the Earth's North Pole points at Polaris, but about 5,000 years ago, the Earth's North Pole pointed at Thuban in the constellation Draco, and in 12,000 years from now, it will be pointing at Vega, in the constellation Lyra. Back to H.S. Hydrae, The axis of the orbits of the two stars in the star system also appear to be processing as identified by, and please forgive me if I mispronounce these names, Peter Zashi and Anton Paschi in a paper published in 2012. The variations in the brightness of H.S. Hydrae have, well... Varied over time, if that makes sense. Observations from 1975 showed that when these stars eclipsed each other, the brightnesses varied by about half a magnitude. In 30 years, this decreased to less than 0.1 magnitudes. And this could happen if the stars' orbits changed from more completely eclipsing each other in the past to only partially eclipsing each other now. The people who identified this precession indicated that the stars could potentially stop eclipsing each other very soon if they haven't done so already. Now, HS Hydrae is one of only a very few binary star systems where this precession has been seen, but the implications of this are that the orientations of the binary star's orbits can potentially change in a relatively short amount of time. If this type of precession occurs very regularly, it could make it more difficult to reliably measure the masses of the stars in binary systems. On the other hand, it could also mean that more binary stars suddenly become eclipsing binary systems in the future. So, expect more variation in the variability of variable stars. And if you're interested in the location of the Earth's surface, which corresponds to the position of H.S. Hydrae in the sky, It is a place approximately in the center of the Coral Sea off the northeast coast of Australia. So when you think of processing binary star systems, think of coral and tropical fish and Pixar movies. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can go there to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those objects, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is immersion by Sasha Indy at www.sasha-indy.de which is distributed by Filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening.